you got your Bibles, amen, that's a good time to get them out. Genesis chapter 32 and Matthew chapter 6, boy, I sure was encouraging this morning, it was like having two Easter Sundays right in a row. I, it was just encouraging to see a lot of folks coming, visitors coming back and new visitors we haven't seen before. It was a blessing, amen. And it's good to see everybody again back tonight, <clears throat> amen. This is a weird title. Comfort through your father-in-law. I wonder what the media team was going to do with that thumbnail. Sometimes you just got to throw the words up there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We know as you're turning there, we know that Jacob was swindled. He swindled his way into obtaining his brother Esau's birthright. Okay. Bringing us down into scoping things in scripture here. And Jacob tricked his father Isaac into blessing him as the eldest son. And, and after years later, after being swindled himself by his father-in-law Laban, Jacob tried to swindle him back uh, in his own power. Remember that whole story with the sheep and the goats and a ridiculous show of self-will, amen? A lack of faith on his part. Once again, Jacob thinking that he was successful in his own strength when God was always the one who was in control his entire life. And oh... How that sounds familiar, how we can relate to Jacob in a whole lot of ways. We think that we can do this and we can make this work in our life. Oh, we can swindle somebody this way and think that we need to help God in a certain way when really God's got it under control. If we're serving him properly, he's going to make things work to our benefit. Whether we think it's our benefit or not at the time, we can relate to Jacob in a lot of, a lot of ways. Jacob's life would have been a lot less stressful and worrisome. He really just trusted God fully and not only partially. That's kind of searing. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling that as I say it. Amen. Romans 8, 20, 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If you're saved tonight, you are the called. We all have a calling. Every one of us do. Amen. Brother Rob, it's good to see you here tonight. Would you pray for the message, sir? Amen. Jacob is now parted ways with his father-in-law at this portion of scripture. And they made peace and they had a nice sit-down meal one last time as a family unit. Amen. And as a public display of a covenant, they made an altar there in that place and vowed vows to each other to never harm one another from that day forward. <laughs> and I was going over the message this afternoon, going over my notes and everything. And I thought, you know, that's just a wise thing to do anyways. Vow, vow to between you and your father-in-law that you never harm each other. That's, that's a good start. Amen. Amen. And as they part their separate ways, Jacob finds himself here in Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 32, 1 says, And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanium. I hope I'm saying it right. And you look up that word, what does that word mean? It means Two camps or two hosts. I always kind of just thought when I was younger that, that Jacob named, named it that place because of the separation between himself and Laban. I mean, that, 
Makes sense, right? There's two hosts. There's two camps there. Then, I, th- then after time, I thought that Jacob uh, named this place because of the separation of himself that, as he went to see Esau. Separation of two camps, two different hosts. But I believe that Jacob named this place because of the host of angels that met him. The reason doesn't matter, but it's so good to study just a little deeper than just reading. Amen. We don't know much about this encounter with the angels, but what I believe at the very least is that it was a confirmation to Jacob that he was where God wanted him to be. I mean, giving Jacob comfort in his heart, not only for separating his wives and children from their father and grandpa, but comfort in light of seeing his brother Esau again. And this shouldn't be a surprise to Jacob as God has proven over and over to comfort Jacob throughout his entire life. Number one, comfort through promise. Number one, comfort through promise. Uh, I I just read my notes. It says, this shouldn't be a surprise to Jacob as God has proven over and over to comfort Jacob throughout his life. I couldn't help but be struck with the thought of putting any one of our names in there. It shouldn't be a surprise to Jessica as God has proven over and over to comfort Jessica throughout her life. It shouldn't be a surprise to Miss Kathy as God has proven over and over to comfort Kathy throughout her life. It shouldn't be a, a surprise through Brother Zollers, amen, or, or Miss Carrie or Miss R- It shouldn't be a surprise when God takes care of us if we are the called, which we are. The problem is Christians who are not saved, amen, and then, then you got a whole other issue there. Number one, comfort through promise. When Joseph, when Joseph left his father's home to find a wife, God gave him comfort with promise. We're going to read six verses. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 through 16. And Jacob went out from uh, Beersheba and went towards Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of uh, Abraham thy father, the God of Isaac, the land uh, whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and to thy seed. And and, and by the way, this is where we get uh, there, holding up the ladder that I'm climbing on. I'm climbing up the ladder and I'm going home. It's actually, the song's not at all what Scripture's talking about with Jacob's ladder. (laughs) It's just a shallow reading of scripture as if, as if uh, the angels are holding a ladder that we're climbing onto heaven. It's just like really sha- shallow, not at all what scripture says. I love the song. It's fun to sing, but it's like not even close to anything doctrinally true, okay? And there's actually a lot more songs like that in the gospel world. That's a whole nother message, amen. Uh, I once did a message uh, uh, where, where I used Joel Olstein and Kanye West as my illustrations. Uh, so every, every so often I'd be going through... I have a folder just of information. I, like Olstein and then Kanye is in my. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> anyway, I should just erase that. Amen. Um, but that's where that's where the, that's where that comes from. You hear the term Jacob Slatter. This, this is that portion of scripture. It, it, there, it's a dream that, that God gave him. Amen. And let's continue reading. Thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north, to the south, and in thee. 
uh, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob waked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Number one, the comfort of promise. Church, we've got a lot of comfort of promises for ourselves. Amen. God's been good to us. Number two, comfort through separation. Go to Genesis 31. It's probably already up there. Amen. Number two, uh, comfort through separation. God gave Jacob comfort when it was time to separate himself from Laban and go back home. Genesis 31, 11 says, And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which sleep upon the cattle are ring straight, uh, speckled and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest a pillar and where thou vowest, vowedest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land and return to the land of thy kindred. God gave Jacob comfort through separation. I think, I think it's easy to, to, to remove ourselves so far when we're reading through Scripture and studying through Scripture, thinking, oh, that's, that's the Old Testament saints. Those are old Bible time, New Testament disciples. Things are way different nowadays. Well, there's differences, let me tell you. Let's acknowledge that. But God never changed. The, the, the God that comforts us and, and gives us our security and our safety and pro- makes promises to us is the very same God of Jacob right. and Isaac and Abraham. Man, that sounds familiar. Amen. Number one, comfort through promise. Number two, comfort through separation. Number three, comfort through your father-in-law. That's a weird. Rachel yelled across the auditorium as I was giving her the title. She said, that's a weird title or something along that effect. Amen. God even gave comfort to Jacob through his father-in-law, Laban. Look, me and, me and my father-in-law get along just great. If you're watching this, uh, Mr. Summers, uh, uh, I respect you, brother. Um, but, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> I don't call him, hey, brother, I need some comfort. Comfort. <laughs> he doesn't call me and say, son-in-law, Please give me some comfort today. That's not normal. We don't normally draw comfort through our father-in-laws. I mean, maybe mother-in-laws. I mean, maybe you have a close relationship with your mother-in-law, I guess. What? Keep preaching? Okay. Keep moving? Okay. Okay. Amen. Genesis 31, 24. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But, God, but the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not unto Jacob, either good or bad. I'm sorry, I should, should have jumped to verse 29 and I didn't tell you that. So all those years that Jacob spent with his father-in-law, and here's the thing, Laban never trusted in Christ. Even when God spoke to Laban in a dream saying, I'm the God and father of Abraham and Isaac and now Jacob. You, you be good to him. You don't do nothing to him, blah, blah, blah. God's speaking to and Laban knew that it was the true God. But he never came to the knowledge of the truth. You know what that means? 
It doesn't matter what the lost world says, what the lost world thinks. If God were to write his name, you need to get saved, sign Jesus Christ in the sky, they wouldn't believe it. If Jesus Christ were to come down here right now, they wouldn't believe it. If Jesus Christ were to, were, were to were write everything you needed to know in a book, he would, they wouldn't believe it. He did, by the way. <laughs> I heard that one time. The guy said, then why didn't he just write a book telling us? You <laughs> can't even have a conversation with that. That's not even, that's a good starting point. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But Laban still wanted his idols and his graven images. What's that tell us? It's, it's always been by faith. Always, it was always by faith. It's still always by faith. Amen. That, that has never, never changed. Amen. It's a matter of the heart only. Laban was clearly a lost, stubborn man, acknowledging that God was real, but denying the power thereof. We see that all the time today. All the time today. We see it a lot in religion today, claiming that they know God, but denying the power thereof. Amen. Scripture says from such Turn away. What does, what, whoa, what does that mean? That means you're going to have to draw some lines and say, you are wrong, and this is right, right here. Amen. Amen. So Jacob saw comfort through promise. He saw comfort through separation. And he even saw comfort through his father-in-law, which it sounds weird, but God used his father-in-law even to bring him comfort. Here's the thing that's awesome. What is Jacob's response to the comfort of God? What is Jacob's response to the provision of God? And what is Jacob's response to the providence of God? He worshipped. He worshipped, he worshipped, he worshipped. You say, well, what does worship really mean? It means to acknowledge God for who he really is. When God met with Jacob the first time, Jacob acknowledged God for who he was and how great he was by building an altar of worship in that very place. And every other time that God met with Jacob, Jacob acknowledges that it was the God of Abraham and Isaac and not some other idol or image. But always, always, always gave God the glory and not himself. It's false teachers and love to talk about themselves. And they may not have even started as a false teacher. I'm just totally speculating off the cuff right now. They may not have started as a false teacher. Um, I believe, and I'm, this is Dan Gunther's opinion. I'm getting kind of off the message. Um, Balaam, surely, he was a prophet of God. Surely, God used him at some point and just like he was a prophet of God. And just through his life, we see Balaam just really screwed things. He, he, he preached, and he, would, and he would prophesy for money. Whatever got him the most money, he would do. I speculate strongly. I don't think I have any Bible for this, but he probably wasn't uh, 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 a wolf in sheep's clothing from the beginning. Mm. Charlatan's a better word for him. I think it started that way, and I think a lot of pastors don't start that way, or preachers or evangelists don't start that way. Can I add to that? I don't think a lot of Christians will start that way. But what's our flesh do? It wants to drag us down into the bitter, 
gutter most of whatever our flesh is. All we think about the flesh, as we think about it ourselves. Oh, our, our woes and me and me. Oh. You know what we pray for every Sunday morning? Lord, help us not think about ourselves, but to think about everybody else coming in. Help us, Lord, think of others as they're walking in. Help us to be mindful of others and not ourselves. Because what do we do? Like, I'm thinking about how, like, me. <laughs> and it's not always good. Amen. Amen. But here, like Jacob, man, it's not any different for us. As born-again believers, we have... God's given us promises that we can live by. Whether we choose to find comfort in them is up to us. God doesn't force us. Oh, I'm thankful for the liberty in Christ. I'm thankful for the love that he gives us, that I don't have to worship facing a certain angle, bowing down, you know, according to the sun and the direction of a certain time of the day. Boy, there's liberty in Christ. Amen. Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. We got some comfort verses, Brother Tony, that we can just rest in and rely on. I think, man, God's given us promises that we can just say, thank you, Lord, for that. Let me just trust in that. But what did Jacob do? I mean, throughout his entire life, I'm going to connive my way to get make this happen. I'm going to connive my way. And it started when he was younger. He connived his way. Yeah, his mother helped him. And then he connived his way over here because he needs to help God to make this happen. Was he wronged? Yeah. Oh, man, he was wronged. Man, I'd be hacked off. We would have done a loped and to make, uh, was it when Rachel was tender? Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful. He got Leah first, right? Yeah, I would have got Leah. I was like, fine. But, but Rachel, we're going on a lope right now. I mean, that's, but amen. It's not good preaching. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad Jacob didn't do that to you. Amen. But man, we can relate to Jacob. I mean, you want to talk about a picture of the life of the believer? Yeah, he was wrong. How many of us can look back at our Christian life and say, I was wrong. I was wrong. Church, <laughs> I'm telling you, I can say that myself. By pastors that I love dearly, by evangelists I love dearly, by family members, by church members, I have been wronged. But what do we do with that situation? We just give it to God. We worship him through it all. God allows all of that for our good. And maybe it's for me to grow. Maybe it's for you to grow. Maybe it's for that pastor to grow. That It doesn't matter. But we give God the glory. We just worship him through it. All of a sudden, it's going to be good in the end. That's not easy to take. Because... And it is so easy to get in the flesh and say, I'm going to fix this myself. I'm going to do it all my, I can make this happen because I, I am really good at that. If I can do it, I will do it. I'm talking about jobs particularly. If I can do it, I can do it. But boy, we think that we can just help God out a little bit. <laughs> like we're so spiritual, like we're so smart. Like God doesn't have this all under control. Like God gave Jacob all these promises and, and literally throughout his life, he's like, I, I got to help God through this because he can't do this without me. God's given us all these promises, yet we think, nope, I got to do it my way. I know scripture doesn't say that, but I got to do it my way because God, God isn't really coming through on this level like I think he needs to. We got a lot in common with Jacob, amen. Matthew 6, 31, you're probably there. Jesus said, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink 
Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. God knows what we have need of. Yet we think that we, think that need, we need to uh, uh, set things in order so to help him somehow. Amen. I can't force any of my children to trust me. They've got to do it on their own. And the younger that they are, uh, the more that they'll trust you. Will Roman still jump off the counter in your arms, Rob? Is he, what, is, will he still do it? You that have kids, right? Like, you love those days, and then you get a little further, and you get a little further. There's coming a day where he's like, mm, no, Dad, that doesn't seem like a good idea, right? Or like when, when, when they're like, I don't know, what, two, three, I don't know, whatever age where they're sitting on your shoulders. I'm going to butcher that, whatever age that is. And like they just trust you, woo, sitting on your shoulders. But there comes a day as you're getting a little older, all of a sudden they're like not really getting on there and they're kind of scared and they're not trusting you as much, amen. Amen. We got a lot of similarities. You don't have to turn there. Matthew 18, 3 says, and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you should not enter in the kingdom of heaven. Luke 18, 17 says, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall uh, not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Why? Because we get so smart in our flesh, we think that we're so wise. We're so wise to the world. As if science contradicts the Bible? No, no. Science confirms the Bible every single time. Amen. And like Jacob learning to lean isn't as easy as it sounds. Oh, we can sing the song, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Man, I love that song. But it's easy to say. It's another thing to do. It's a whole other thing to do. The more that I learn to lean on Christ, the more that I realize I haven't been hardly leaning at all, says the pastor of Hope Baptist Church. No instruments. The more that you learn a guitar, the more you realize what you don't know. <laughs> the more you study the Word of God, the more you realize what you don't know, right? Um, a new convert will, or somebody who's lost will think, wow, you're so Bible smart. Well, it's because they know nothing. Just like somebody that doesn't even know anything on guitar might think that if you can strum that you're some great guitar player. <sighs> you didn't even hit point one on the guitar scale, Amen. The younger we are, the more that we know. <laughs> and the older we are, the more we realize we don't know much. What's my dad? I'll, I'll try to say it. Uh, dad always said when he was 20, he knew everything. When he was 30, found out he didn't know as much as he thought he knew. When he was 40, um, found out he didn't know nothing. When he was 50, found out he was dumb. When it just got kept getting worse as he got older, amen. But the point is, like, the more you realize, you, you just learn that, you know, there's so much out there. I'm, you're not as mature as you think you are. You're not as smart as you think you are, amen. I was at lunch with a lady uh, today that is just uh, in a whole other realm of world. I mean, uh, she could probably be sitting with the Shark Tank people. I'm just like... To have a conversation, she's in meeting. She, she, uh, a few weeks ago, she was in a. Uh, she she spoke at the White House lawn for some event. Like like like, right? She just sold a business and like she's doing very very well. 
right? A whole other level, a whole other realm that we don't even know about, about smarts and wisdom and business skills, right? Amen. We might get big in our little pond, in our little puddle, and think that we're somebody. Amen. But the more that we step out by faith, church, the more that we will see God move in our lives every single time. Problem is, we just don't want to surrender to the possibility of losing full control. Jacob learned from his mother, unfortunately, to take matters in your own hands, and he carried that principle to the rest of his life. Man, it's important to teach your children right. What we teach them now, they're going to carry on through. Turn to Genesis 25, 23. God told Rebekah that the younger would serve the older. And here it says, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Boy, there's some prophetic things there. That's a whole other message that I touched one time. But here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. I am sure that without a doubt, Jacob would have gotten the blessing without having to trick his father. So how can you say that, Pastor? Because God promised it. You say, yeah, but I got a spouse. Yeah, but uh, I took out this crazy loan to get this car I wanted. Yeah, but I, I did something that I really shouldn't have done, uh, and I jumped into it just because I thought I wanted it, and I, I knew God wanted me to have this, so I did it. Man, if God wanted you to have that, he'd have made a way. Right. He'd have worked it out. Oh, yeah, you got your spouse. You got your car. You got whatever it is, but, boy, you're paying for it because it was at the wrong time, right. the wrong place. Is it the wrong whatever? God had other plans, and he could have blessed you in so many different ways. God likes to move pretty awesome. It would have been so obvious moving in Jacob's life, getting the blessing from Esau. I wonder how God would have done it. It would have been awesome. Because to Jacob and his mother's mind, we're out of time. We got we to gotta trick dad. We got we to gotta trick him. We got to make this happen because God doesn't know what he's doing, apparently. Say they never said that. Their actions absolutely said that. But the more that we surrender ourselves, the clearer our perspective becomes. Boy, if we could get that truth. Whew. The more that we learn to lean on Jesus, the more that we realize how much we need him. Church, God's given us so many promises in his word that and we should have no worries, yet we do. Yet we always do. Why? Because well, we try to do things in our own power over and over and over again. And ain't nobody exempt from that, including me, especially me. Amen. I'm so guilty of not asking for help all the time. If I can possibly do it, I will. I, I, I hate asking for help. I, I, I do. Uh, I get in trouble for that at work. It, like, you know, no, I can carry 10 2x4s. <laughs> Let me do it. They struggle and fall on the way, right? <clears throat> Amen. I wrote this down. It's so easy to lose sight of truth and forget that God has everything under control. Right. One time, Rachel was pregnant with one of the kids and, and uh, 
she was having complications. And, she, and the more kids we had, the more serious complications we were having. It was getting like, like she ought not to have kids anymore. Like we were getting like really serious issues. And um, she was having complications and she woke up uh, and said, we, we need to go to the hospital right now. Something's wrong. And I'm talking one, two o'clock in the morning. And uh, okay, okay. And I'm not easy to wake up. I'm like, I got I to gotta wind the gears and, and get this big old body moving and, and, and thinking straight. And while we're getting ready, the phone rings. I'm talking one or two o'clock in the morning. It might have been three or four. I don't It was like right in the middle of the night. The phone rings. That's worrisome. When the phone rings in the middle of the night like that, something's wrong. And it was my dad on the other line. And he was saying, um, son, I'm so sorry to bother you. I hope um, it didn't bother you while you were sleeping. I'm like, no, dad. We, we were actually awake. He's like, but I just woke up in, in the middle of the night. And he goes, God laid upon my heart to pray for you. And then I prayed for you. And, and then... Then God laid upon my heart to call you and let me know that I prayed for you. Look, I don't point to the clouds in the sky that are shaped like crosses. I don't do that. Could God do that? Sure. But there's times in my life that I can point to and say, hey, that was God. And I'm not shy about that one iota because there is no other way that that could be than God saying, hey, there is comfort in the situation. We got a lot in common with Jacob, we just let God give us our comfort. You want to talk about giving us a peace on the way to the hospital? We were stressed out. A lot of us have been there. A lot of us have been in situations like that. But my heavenly father gave me comfort through my earthly father. Completely at random. Boy, there's a lot to take from that. Thank God for a an earthly father that loves the Lord and his heart is right with the Lord. You know, God ain't going to use you like that to be a blessing to somebody if your heart ain't right. right. If you're a backslidden state, God ain't going to use you. Amen. He will not use you. He will not use a dirty vessel, period. Right. The dirty vessel will get bitter and stay that way. I can find so much comfort knowing that God has already promised to take care of me. On the way to the hospital that night, we just found so much comfort in that. God promised he'd take care of it. We're safe. We're doing everything. We're doing everything that we knew in our Christian lives. Our hearts were pure. There's comfort in that. There's comfort in that. Yet we still worry all the time. Why? Because we're weak human beings. Before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden... And here's something that we can't imagine. I, I love the thought of Adam and Eve in the garden. I mean, those first ten chapters of Scripture particularly, but, but uh, first couple chapters too. But, but Adam and Eve in the garden, they actually had no stress. Zero worries. Not a worry in their life. We don't even, can't even, what? Like, I'm worried, will I get to sleep in enough tomorrow? I'm worried... Will I, well, I'd normally be worried about if I get filled at breakfast. That's not my problem right now. But we worry about the silliest things, every little thing that comes. We worry, and we worry, and we worry. Adam and Eve lived in a stress-free paradise with no drama until what? Sin was found in them. Well, we're born that way. We just, we're used to living with stress and drama. Amen. And we bring it upon ourselves. 
When did they all of a sudden experience worry and fear? The moment that they sinned. Oh, it went downhill for them after that. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore is by one man sinner in the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Psalms 51.5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That's me, man. That's me. Turn to one more scripture, and we'll, we'll close here in just a moment. Romans chapter 8.35, you're probably already there. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Jacob, through all his trickery and his deceit, thought that he was getting things done in his own power. When really, overall, it wasn't his strength at all that was getting God's will done. Jacob just made things way harder for himself, way more stressful for himself. He's going to handle it in his own power. Jacob showed a lack of faith continually throughout his entire life, eerily close to our lives. Jacob worshiped God for who he is, and amen, so do we. Jacob was given promises, so are we. Jacob tried to do things in his own power, and so do we, amen. Jacob thought that he was clever, and so do we. Jacob was a deceiver from the start. He was sinful and undeserving and unworthy, and so are we. But thank God, even though we're just like Jacob in like a lot of ways, we serve the very same God who's given us promises a whole lot like Jacob. Never leave you nor forsake you. Friend that stuck us closer than a brother. Uh, all things work together for them, uh, for, for us. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. God keeps his promises no matter what. A God that keeps his promises even when we don't, even when we lie, even when we cheat and we steal. Amen. Even when we don't lean on Jesus like we should. God even comforts us when we don't deserve to be comforted. On top of all that, my dad would say, all this and more. You start thinking of the blessings in your life uh, uh, that God's given you uh, 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 through salvation let alone what he has waiting for us. Amen. We don't even think about the blessings that he has for us if we just serve him. Give, give God our whole heart and just serve him. Oh, the comfort that he'll bring your way. Oh. Let's close by reading this portion of scripture. Romans 8, 35. I'll read four scriptures and we'll close. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height uh, nor, nor death nor any creature uh, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord what better promises could we ever ask for than that? Yet he gives it to us. Problem is, we're like Jacob all the time. We're going we're gonna to take care of it in our own way. God doesn't know what he's doing. We think we need to, think we need to help God out. We, we know better. This is 2023. We can, you know, God doesn't get it. We need to put drums on the platform and get in live loud music and, and uh, uh, um, 
get some smoke in here, uh, get the lights like changing a little bit, you know, you know, I, I know God used to work, you know, in a different way through him singing. I mean, through all of, you know, redemptive history, whatever, you know, God used, you know, scriptures and the Psalms, literally the Psalms that they sang. But let's change it up now. Let's change it up and make it all rocky, make it a complete show. Make it way more fleshly and secular. Mm. Church, God's never changed. It's, it's, we're the ones that change, and we need to line up to this, but yet our flesh don't like it. We want to stay bitter. We want to stay uh, uh, in our own mindset of saying, Lord, I'm going to do it my way and not yours. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer, then, then we'll stand for an